Davidson, and I would like you to join me from here at Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Where can you go but to the Lord? Where can you go but to the Lord? Does not my word say, trust in the Lord with all your heart? and I will direct your paths. Does it not say, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and I will direct your paths? Do you know that I created the stars with the breath of my mouth? Do you know I created the ocean with my hands and formed the dry land? Do you know that I kept the earth from turning for Joshua? Do you know that I kept Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from burning in the fire? Do you know that I brought up Lazarus from the dead? Where can you go but to the Lord? Trust in me. Trust with everything in you. Trust me with everything in you and with the gospel that I have provided for you and you will see my salvation. Amen. Thank you. I give thanks, Father. I thank you. I thank you for that. Father, I thank you. You're here today that we can never go away from your presence. We can ascend to heaven and you're there. We can make our bed in hell and you're there. We can go to the othermost parts of the ocean. We can take the wings of the morning, and thou art there, and thy hand will lead us and guide us. Father, open our ears that we can hear. Open our eyes that we can see, and open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. These meetings are based on 1 Peter 3, 1 through 6. We're not going to go there. We're going to go to the next. And we're going to start in John 10, 35, a verse that we are all familiar with, but it's good to have this said again. John 10, 34 says, Jesus answered unto them. So this is Jesus speaking. He said, is it not written in your law? I said, you were God's. And then he said the next part, if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, the word of God came to those men, he said, and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. Who said that? Jesus did. Jesus did. You know who Jesus was? He was the word. He was the word. In eternity, he was the word. And he gave up all that power, and he became a man. All right, if you will turn with me to Romans 5. I am going to have fun what we're going to speak about today, but I want to lay some groundwork before we go there. And God gave me this message yesterday. Romans 5, verse 10. It says, For if when we, and that includes you, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Now, let's go back and look at that. For if, when we were enemies, when we were enemies, do you see when God sent Jesus to die for you? When you were his enemy, 
When you were his enemy is when God sent Jesus. When you were his enemy. And you know what we think? The moment we give our lives over for God and we're not walking perfect, we think he's going to kick us out. Jesus died when you were his enemy. When you didn't want to have anything to do with God, that's when he sent Jesus. Now, if we, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, reconciled to God. You were brought back to God when you were God's enemy. Do you see that? You were brought back to God when you were his enemy. That's when Jesus died. Don't forget that. When things are tough and you think God's going to kick you out, he sent Jesus to die for you when you were his enemy. You talk about love? All right. Now, with that, I want us to go to 1 Timothy 2. We're going to talk today about a position that you have in God and that you have a mediator. You have a mediator. And I think you're going to go away today here with some things in your heart that you'll be able to keep, you'll be able to walk in. And we're going to talk about Jesus, your mediator. And I'm going to begin in 1 Timothy 2, verse 4. Let's go to the beginning. It says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, even those men you don't like, we give thanks for. For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable, I got to say this, whether you like the president or not, you need to give thanks for him. And if you didn't like the president we had last time, you need to give thanks for him. It says it right here. We obey the word of God, not our feelings. All right? We're giving thanks and be made for all men, for kings, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Now, who? Who? Who's the who? God. God will have all men to be saved. Do you see that? God would have all men to be saved. That is God's desire, to have all men to be saved. Even the most wicked. Even the ones that messed with you. God would have all men to be saved. And come into the knowledge of the truth. And we know that the truth is the gospel. Now, verse 5. For there is one God. There is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. First of all, do you see that says man? Do you see that doesn't say God-man? That doesn't say half God, half man? It says the man, Jesus Christ. We have gone over this, but the man, the only way, the only way Jesus could save you was he had to become the man that Adam was. And he had to put back with the man Adam messed up. And he had to do it as a man. He was with God. He was a God. At one time, there were two gods. In eternity, there were two. It says that Jesus had the same authority as the Father, though the Father sent him, so the Father was one up on Jesus. But they had the same authority. They had the same power. So what does God do? Jesus gives up all his godly authority, all of it. And he becomes a man like you and I. He becomes a man. Why? So he could fix 
man. So he could fix what man messed up. Now, let's go back to this. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ, who gave himself a ransom for all. Gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Do you see where that ransom was for? It was for all. Now, I'm going to take a look at this mediator. I, I didn't think I was going to say it this way, but obviously I am. A couple months ago, and I've shared this before, I see a lot in pictures, or I think in pictures. And when God is ministering, there are times when God ministers to me revelation with pictures in my spirit. And I see them, and I look at them, and I consider them, and the verses come with them. God shows me these beautiful truths of his word with pictures. A couple months ago, one of those pictures came into my heart. And I would like you to join me, and I'll describe this picture. I'm standing on Golgotha, and I'm standing about 15 feet behind the cross. I'm standing slightly southwest of it. So I'm not standing directly, but I'm standing southwest of that cross. And you know what? Jesus is on it. Jesus is on it. And I see the thigh bone sticking out the side. That is biblical. In Psalm 22 and Psalm 52, every bone's out of joint. Well, that bone was laying sideways. It was still attached by skin, but it was laying sideways. And I could see it sticking out. And I could see the front shin bone. I could see it at the side. They weren't connected. It says every bone was out of joint. And I see a slight struggle going on in this man. I see he's moving around, so I know he's still alive. And although I don't hear it, I see the head raise up, and I see him. He, he cried out. He made a loud cry, and then he gave up the ghost, and I see the head drop. Now, I don't see it in a lot of detail. It's not HD. But I see that head drop, and I see the, the hair hanging down. I don't see his face. Someday I hope to see the face. But I'm standing there, and I'm looking at that. And you know what? The moment that happens, the moment that that life is given up, that he gives up his life, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit, the moment that happens, I see across the way. And it is almost perpendicular. And there is the temple of God. Now, God's spirit resided in that temple. There is that temple right in front of Jesus. And, it's, and Jesus is facing the temple. And you know what? The moment, the moment he dies, I know, I see that veil in the temple splits. Splits from top to bottom. Splits from top to bottom. God did that. No man did that. No priest did that. You know, there were probably priests in the temple that saw that happen. Do you know how intently God was watching the cross? Do you know God had his eye, what was going on on Calvary, waiting, waiting, because the law was nailed to that body. And the moment he died, that blood became effective and he could split the veil. He could split the veil. And the next thing I see is I am standing at the veil. 
and I am looking into the holiest of holies. I do not know if it's the holiest of holies that was in the temple. I doubt it. I think it was the holiest of holies in heaven. And you know what? I'm welcome. And you know why I'm welcome? Because of the mediator behind me. Because of the man that was on the cross. That is why I can be in the holiest of holies. That's why. Now, I want us to picture that us and God, we're his enemies. We're God's enemy. And so what does God do? God sends Jesus. He sends him. Let's go to Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians 5. And I'm going to read verse 2. And it says, And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself, gave himself for an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. I want us to look at two words or three words. Sacrifice to God. That's who the sacrifice was for. It was to God. It wasn't to humanity and it wasn't to the devil. Jesus sacrificed himself to God. To God. And who was he sacrificing himself to God for? He was our mediator. He was our mediator. He was the one between God and us. He stepped in between God and us. And you know who sent him to do that? The Father. The Father. The Father's the one that sent Jesus. Jesus loved us and gave himself a sacrifice to God. So now you got us, you got you, you got Jesus, and you got the Father. Jesus is the intervener. Jesus is the mediator. Jesus is the one that's pleading your cause. You know, we, we, we talk about this Jesus being the mediator. I'm going to go back to 1 Timothy. We talk about it. It says it's one that intervenes between two parties. And, you know, Jesus didn't go to the Father to, to be our mediator to say, Now, God, you know, be nice to Sherry. She, you know, be nice to her. She, she's a nice girl. That's not how he mediated. That's not how he mediated. There was sin between us and God. So you know what Jesus did? He went to the cross. Between you and God is a cross. Is a cross. And Jesus made sure and the Father made sure he got on that cross. And you know, even before he got to the cross, you know what he did? He took the scourge. He took the scourge. Go with me to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, I'm going to begin in verse 4. It says, Surely Jesus has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken of God and afflicted. Do you see that? He bore. Our mediator got between God and us, and he bore our griefs. He said, Father, give them to me. Give me all the sickness and give me all the pain. I'll take it. And the Father gave it to him. The Father gave it to him. It was the Father and the Son, Jesus the mediator between me and God. And Jesus said, I'll take the sickness. I'll take the sickness. I'll take the disease. I'll take 
the pain. I'll take it. That's our mediator. That's our mediator. Not good words. Wonderful actions. I'll take their sickness. Now, the next part. It says, verse 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Father, I'll take. I'll take the sin that's between you and them. I'll take it. And you know what? The Father laid it on him. The Father laid it on him. Jesus didn't just take it. The Father laid it on him. We'll read it. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The Lord, and that's God, has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. That's your mediator. That's your mediator. I'll take it. Not only I'll take it, I took it. I took it. That mediator of yours took. Everything you've ever done and everything you're going to do. He took it. Let's go back to verse 5. It says, the chastisement of our peace was upon Jesus. Our chastisement, that word peace, means prosperity. It means benefits. It means welfare. It means safety. It means security. Your mediator between God and you, your mediator stepped in and said, I'll take it. I'll take it. Anything that this person needs for safety, I'll pay for it. Anything this person needs for prosperity, I'll pay for it. Do you see your mediator, your intercessor, your sacrifice? I'll pay for it. And the next part of that is, and by his stripes, we are healed. Jesus, your mediator that stood between you and God said, I'll take the scourge. I'll take it. Do you see who is in front of God taking everything that was between you and God? That was Jesus. That is your mediator. That's your mediator. So this mediator, the one that's standing between you and God, pleading your cause, that's your mediator. And you know what? He doesn't move. He doesn't move. And you know when he became your mediator? 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, he did this for you, and you weren't anywhere near born yet. But you know, it says, according to the word of God, God knew you were coming today. He knew you were going to be here. And you know what? Jesus did it 2,000 years ago for you. You know what? He's not going to change. He's already done it. He's already stood in front of the Father and said, I'll take it. Put it on me. That's your mediator. Put it on me. Put it on me. And he doesn't move. He's not going to not be your mediator. I'll take it. Give it to me. And you know what's nice about that? Not only is he not going to move, you can have a thousand people standing around pointing their finger at you, accusing you. And you know what you got? You got the one right between you and God saying, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. 
Did you deserve him getting there and saying, I'll take it? No. We didn't deserve it. Did we ask for him to take it all? No. We didn't. But he's there anyway. And he was there 2,000 years ago. And he's not going to move if you will keep him there. It doesn't matter how you feel. Oh, if we can get past our souls, that mediator is not going to move. Thousand people, like I said, pointing at you. He's right in front of you. That doesn't change. The sins were put on that body. Jesus said, I'll take it. And you know what? The Father gave it to him. The Father gave it to him. Why? He wanted the one behind Jesus. He wanted you. He wanted you. He's the one that sent Jesus. Don't ever forget that. When you were God's enemy, it's when he sent Jesus. When you were God's enemy, that's when the mediator stepped in and said, I'll take it. I'll take it. And it doesn't change. Your circumstances won't change it. Your feelings won't change it. Your unbelief will make it of none effect. But it won't change. Jesus has already done the work. He has already taken it. What is our job? Keep the mediator. Hang on to the mediator. Believe the mediator. He already took it. And when we do that, it manifests. Now, one more thing. If you will go with me to 1 John 2, we're going to see something wonderful about this mediator. This mediator, the one that pleads the cause between two. He pleaded the cause to God. He told God, look, give it to me. I'll take it. Give it to me. And the father was happy, happy to do so. He was happy to do so. And he saw Jesus take it. He saw the travail of Jesus' soul in hell, paying for your and my sin. In hell, folks. In hell, your mediator said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll go to hell for him. I'll go to hell for them. The father saw the travail of Jesus' soul. And you know what? He listened to the mediator. He listened to the mediator. He saw the mediator and he said, that's enough. I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Who satisfied the father? Jesus did. For you. Did you satisfy the father? We can't. There is nothing you can do to make God happy except believe him. Nothing. Your actions aren't going to help you. Your actions will not satisfy God. Jesus already did. Your actions will not satisfy God. Jesus already did. The only action you're responsible for is to believe. To believe what your mediator already did. To hang on to the mediator when you don't feel like he did anything. With sickness, you hang on to your mediator. When you're in poverty, you hang on to the mediator. 
When you have sin, condemnation, you hang on to the mediator. You believe what the mediator did. You preach to yourself what the mediator did. I will not be moved. Why? Because I have a mediator. He took it for me already. He already took it for me. All I got to do is hang on to this and watch my salvation happen. Now, we'll finish in 1 John 2, verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate. An advocate. Pretty close to a mediator. It means one who pleads the other person's cause. It says we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Do you see that? It doesn't stop. The mediator doesn't quit. Even if we sin, trying to walk in this. Even if we sin, we have the advocate, the mediator, with God. He'll take care of the sin. He is not going to bring you to him. And then you mess up and him, him say, oh, you blew it, that's enough, out you go. But you know what? That's how our hearts feel. We feel like, oh, I've blown it. Uh, you know, God's going God's to reject me. No. We have a mediator. We have an advocate. We have an advocate. And that advocate will plead your case to the Father. And you know how he pleads your case to the Father? Father, I already took it. I already took it. That is our mediator. He died when you were his enemy. You know what? You were his enemy. He was not your enemy. And he is not your enemy now. I need to say this to somebody. You think God is your enemy. You think he doesn't like you. You think he's going to do something to you. No. He sent the mediator. He loved you enough he sent the mediator to stand in your place and mediate between you and God. Everything that you think God is mad at you for, Jesus bore. Jesus said, I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, he's not our enemy. He is not our enemy. So run to him. Run to to him. Don't run away from God. Run to him and let the mediator get between you two and fix it. And fix it. That's the way God wants. Now, if you want this and you are not born again, you have to be born again for this to begin to work in your life. Why? Because that mediator, the spirit of Jesus will come into your heart, into your very inner being. And he will become one with your spirit and he will lead you and he will guide you. He will fix you. He will become your mediator. And how do you do that? How do you become born again? All you have to do is in sincerity say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Lead me. Guide me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name. Amen.
Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.